Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I am your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 2, episode 208 of this study podcast. Thank you very much for joining us today as we continue our study of the Come Follow Me materials uh, for this week. We're finishing off um, July the 20th to July the 26th, covering Alma 36 to 38. Uh, and today, uh, this isn't officially in the um, personal scripture study section for this chapter, but I really did not want to leave the entirety of chapter 38 out of our study for this week. So I'm just going to go it alone uh, with no particular title or, or, or subject on this uh, on this chapter. But I wanted to have a look at the words given to Shiblon. I think that the words to Shiblon are often forgotten uh, because we know that Helaman was going to be the next prophet and he was given the uh, the sacred um, things that were you know kept by the uh, prophets of throughout generations and we know that Corianton was you know the opposite well not the opposite perhaps but certainly not on the right track uh, and had made a number of wrong choices uh, and so we needed to repent and we can learn lots from him and also actually well one thing that I found interesting with Corianton but I'll go into more of this in more detail with this next week is the reason why Alma goes into the whole plan of salvation with him. And we learn a lot about the plan of salvation in Alma's words to, to Corianton. So they are very well covered usually. What we don't usually focus on is the words given to Shiblon. And so I hope to rectify that a little bit today. There's some really inter- important stuff in there. In verse 2 of uh, chapter 38, Alma says, And now, my son, I trust that I shall have great joy in you because of your steadiness and your faithfulness unto God. For as you have commenced in your youth... Uh, to look to the Lord for your God. Even so, I hope that you will continue in keeping his commandments, for blessed is he that endureth to the end. I love this. This is a wonderful principle that definitely all parents, but also maybe people in the church who teach or lead others, which is all of us at some degree at some stage in our lives. Um, it's something that we can all learn from, even if we don't have children or we don't lead or teach in any capacity at all. Uh, which I doubt, uh, in our church service, because we're all ministers, ministering brethren and sisters, for example. Uh, but even if we don't even do that at this stage, we, we all have relatives. And this principle can apply to our brothers, our sisters, our uncles and whoever, someone we're connected to and, and um, speak to and interact with, even our friends. And this is, and it's this, do we build them up? Do we build up their confidence in their abilities? Do we praise them? Because in our busy lives, it's very easy to let days and weeks and months go by without real, true compliments being given. I know with my children that it's very easy in their day-to-day living to, you know, focus on, oh, make sure you've picked up your clothes, or make sure you've brushed your teeth, or make sure you've got your stuff. Oh, you know, well done, that's that's some great work, let's stick that on the fridge, love that, thanks, right, dinner's ready, and so on. Um, and I think that, you know, we need to make sure we take the time to stop and really, truly, honestly give them some positive uplifting feedback about how they are and who they are john w welch uh, said this quote i like what alma does when he talks to his sons um what in in and then he's he t- in alma 31 verse 2 he said to shiblon and now my son i trust that i shall have great joy in you wow our children need to know that we are confident and then they are going to give us joy they need to know that they are loved as a grandparent have you told your grandchildren that you are happy with who they are did that that, that they give you joy if so, it surely meant a lot. Our then described two specific attributes of this young boy, steadiness and faithfulness unto God. Steadiness, that is a remarkable adjective to use to describe a young person. Do we build up confidence in our children and our grandchildren by describing their positive attributes? Close quote. 
I think that's something we can all take away straight away from this uh, chapter and apply a bit more into our lives. Moving on in verse four, we learn how uh, Shiblon, you know, went among the Zoramites. He was faithful in his mission. And not only this, he was persecuted quite a bit. Uh, he was in bonds and he was stoned. Um, and uh, you know, clearly not just you know the odd word here or there against this from the Zoramites. He was physically attacked by these people, and yet he stayed true. I mean, I think we we sometimes don't focus on Shiblon as much as we should do. Uh, the Prophet Joseph Smith said this quote: "Know assuredly, dear brethren, that it is for the testimony of Jesus that we are in bonds and in prison. Therefore, God hath made broad our shoulders for the burden. We glory in our tribulation because we know that God is with us, that He is our friend, and that He will save our souls." Close quote. I mean, if anyone can relate to Shiblon in this, it is the prophet Joseph Smith. And clearly it was he was shown to be explaining here that um, it, was a, it was an opportunity to receive strength from the Lord. And clearly Shiblon had this as well. So again, a great lesson we can learn from this wonderful young man of whom we only really know one chapter about. Um, we move forward uh, into verses 8 to 9. I'm going to skip forward to here because um, Alma starts to explain his uh, conversion story to his son Shiblon now, as well as his son Helaman. But what is interesting is, again, what we talked about last time is there is differences to what he... Well, not differences, but different focuses and certain things left out and certain extra things included. Um, And again, showing that multiple accounts of the same thing does not mean that that event did not happen, uh, which obviously relates a lot to uh, certain events like the first vision. Uh, in chapter, verses 8 to 9, there is an interesting point to be made here. In verse 8 it says, And it came to pass that I was three days and three nights in the most bitter pain and anguish of soul, and never until I did cry out unto the Lord Jesus Christ for mercy did I receive a remission of my sins. But behold, I did cry unto him, and I did find peace to my soul. I think this is a very, very important point, that it is not the suffering that we feel as we repent that saves us or cleanses us or redeems us it's only when we cry out to the lord jesus christ for mercy that we can be healed so someone can go through pain and suffering and intense um, punishment for what they have done in their lives the sins they've committed and still not be saved Uh, elder richard g scott uh, said it this way quote from this scripture you can see that suffering does not bring forgiveness That comes through faith in Jesus Christ and obedience to his teaching so that his gift of redemption can work its miracle. Close quote. Um, I remember remember on another podcast I was listening to um, the individual explaining that um, they had heard of uh, a general authority, I think it was, uh, talking about how they've had obviously applications for individuals who wanted to be rebaptized or um, had or have um, formal uh, membership restrictions put on them taken away and often uh, the comments has been by the bishop or state president perhaps uh, you know they've suffered enough and um, he made the point of saying well that, that isn't really the point of repentance to put someone through suffering we shouldn't never put someone through suffering where we are, where we don't have to of course, there may be regret and godly sorrow that they have to feel, and that is necessary for, for the repentance process. And at times it is necessary for them to have these restrictions, which also may, may make them feel, um, you know, which may make them suffer uh, in, in spirit. But the true thing that helps us to repent is that connection with our Saviour. And unless we're having that connection with our Saviour, then this repentance process is not working. We need to connect people to the Saviour uh, so that he can redeem them. 
Uh, it isn't just a case of, okay, you've had this much suffering for a number of weeks or months, okay, you're good to go now. It's, have they made that connect, reconnection with their saviour? Alma 38 verse 10 um, is Alma inviting his son to now work on some things. He says, and now as, as you have begun to teach the word, even so I would that you should continue to teach, and I would that you would be diligent and temperate in all things. Now, this isn't to say that Shibon wasn't being temperate or diligent, but uh, it's just something which Alma knew his son would need as he continued through his life. Uh, George Reynolds and Jan Matson's Sajodal said this, quote, Shiblon's decorum in the mission field among the Zoramites was ample proof to his father that Shiblon was prepared to continue the work of the ministry in teaching and admonishing unto righteousness. Be diligent and temperate in all things. By that, Alma meant to be zealous in your work. But temper your fervor in the things you proclaim wisdom, and be guided by regard for other men's faith. Close quote. Uh, I love that because you know it's point is pointing out that you know you have a wonderful desire to do these things and a great um, ambition to to proclaim this word, but don't let yourself go over that line of being overbearing or we'll see that in verse 12 which we'll read in a minute also in verse 11 he talks about warning of pride that he's not lifted up in pride as the Zoramites um, and so there is that balance I think as as missionaries as individuals who, who share the word with our friends and family and family who are not of this faith that we don't become this overbearing oh you should read this book you know read this book read this book constantly you should need to repent you need to do this like do it with love uh, and then let the Holy Spirit guide and 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 you know invite the others to, and invite them to change in those ways. Um, in verse twelve, yeah, he says, "Use boldness, but not overbearance." And also see that you bridle all your passions, that you may be filled with love. See that you refrain from idleness. So there's a real uh, warning here to Shiblon that he shouldn't allow his own carnal. Um, senses or feelings to cloud what he needs to be doing. Now, Daniel A. Maxwell spoke about it in this way, quote, however costumed or made up, lust is no substitute for love. Actually, brothers and sisters, it chokes out the development of real love, causing the love of many to wax cold. No wonder we are told to bridle all our passions that we may be filled with love. Otherwise, oozing passions fill the available soul space, and double occupancy is not possible, close quote. He is speaking there of, um, you know, a, a physical attraction of lust and and that being the opposite to love but of course i think as well here alma is referring to shiblon in terms of his uh, passions of to proclaim that word perhaps in the way that alma did when he wanted to be like an angel and you know go across all the people and then recognize that he possibly erred in his wish and we see there that there's something that alma learns in our back in hour 29 he's trying to pass that on to his son as well a wise father indeed so there's just some thoughts right, from Alma's words to Shiblon that I wanted to, sh- to share with you. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. Please do share it, rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on Alma's words to Shiblon or anything else you've been studying. And you can share that very easily on the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And I look forward to sharing some of those uh, tomorrow, uh, some of the comments that have been made. And please do email uh, session at gmail.com. If you're interested in joining as a guest in a future podcast episode, just like Jason did uh, around this time last week, which was a wonderful episode, and you can listen back to that. Uh, It was episode 201. So please do um, consider joining on Zoom with me uh, and just email on that email, uh, ldsstudysession at gmail.com if you're interested. Thank you for your time. And until we meet again.